Hi, everyone. I'm Andrew. I'm Marn. And this is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks, I fail to solve an ARG, and Martin tells me what I should have done instead. Yeah, and uh, this week, Andrew is back. I no longer have to do the intro. Uh, yeah, the other the other week, I, uh, I, I pulled Sam into the car, and we made a long road trip. We swung by um, the Detroit International Airport, um, and I stood by the fence, and I turned to her, and I said, Sam, I have to go back. <laughs> and she said, What? And I said, it's a, it's a, it's a, th- it, it's lost. I have, I have to, never mind. And then I got back in the car and here I am. It's good to be back. Yeah, we're, we're back on the island. We're doing lost again. Hell yeah, we're doing lost again. <laughs> Time for the reboot. <laughs> like we said we were going to like a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, Mark, important question before we get started. We didn't really get much in the way of questions coming in, probably because we've done four other episodes about Lost. Yep. So, um, so I got a question for you. Uh, if you were rebooting Lost, what one Ooh. change would you make to it? Oh, interesting. What's your like? We're rebooting Lost, and this time it's blank. What's your What's your pitch? I think either I think my one change I would make is either Jack dies in the pilot like he's supposed to. Okay. Cuz that was like the original script for the pilot they wrote. Um mm-hmm. or oh tie between the final fight is actually in a volcano like they wanted it to be. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and Mr. Echo actually gets like a proper character arc and is a main character. Damn, yes. Okay. Now we're cooking. Yeah, we give Mr. Echo the character arc he deserves. God, you got me going through. I I did a rewatch thread as I was retweeting it or rewatching it a while ago. And I'm just like, oh, what did I say then? Because I had good opinions then. (laughs) But I think you're absolutely right. I think Mr. Echo having uh, so many of the like weirdness of Lost is because they filmed it on an island isolated from the outside world. Yeah. And a couple actors are just like, I'm really not feeling this. I want to go home. Um, that's why, like, Ana Lucia's plot got cut kind of early. That uh-huh. and some legal issues. Uh, Mr. Echo is the same way. So, like, yeah, what if we filmed this in a better way, but also made it so that, like, actors didn't get completely burnt out being on set? Yeah, my... I mean, like, if I had to do, like, a full reboot, like, from the beginning, my other thought was, like... Hello, spoilers for Higurashi, if you haven't, like, consumed Higurashi past the first couple arcs. Uh, mm-hmm. it, my my concept, I think, would be, like, it is kind of like a Higurashi Go, the anime situation, where it uh, is both a sequel and a reboot, in that, like the the characters are still in a time loop but only one of the characters knows that it's a time loop and that they've done all of it before desmond yeah exactly that's how that's how we do the desmond this time yeah (laughs) (laughs) this time desmond is there from the very beginning and he's like how the hell did i end up here I, you can always torture Desmond more, I think. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, there's our there's our lost reboot. Jack dies in the first episode, and Desmond takes his leader place in the plot as it carries on forward. Oh, oh that's so good. ABC, hire us. ABC, call us. <laughs> ABC, call us to make the lost reboot. 
<laughs> in the meantime, uh, what do you say we get right back into it? Uh, and you tell me about, uh, is this one Find 815? This is Find 815. So I think I mentioned uh, in our last um, last episode that this one is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um than like the the whole Hanzo Foundation arg because this one is a little bit more like a like a single interactive story. Like you know how uh you know how the Bioshock Two arg was like it all took place mostly on one website and they like went there every day and there were like interactive puzzles on the website and it was just like one continuous story. Yeah, this one's it's like that in that there's like a a flash game that people are playing, right? Yeah. So this one, it was like they filmed actual videos of like this this main character guy's like whole plot, and then like the people who were going to this website and watching the videos kind of did like a little bit of like a choose your own adventure type thing where they had to like solve puzzles in order to to kind of progress his story and see more of it. Okay, you had me at lost fmv arg it is it is a little bit of an fmv yeah (laughs) okay cool so (laughs) tell me about this uh, what is fmv full full motion motion video video yeah game yeah yeah hit me what tell me about it what's 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 the kickoff here okay so this arg took place between december 28th and january 31st of what year was this? Come on, Lostpedia. Uh, 2007. So this was right... This was a year after the Lost Experience, I think. Um, it started uh, a month before Lost Season 4 premiered, and it ended, uh, I think, literally the day Lost Season 4 started. Okay, so this is bridging the gap between... Okay, cool. Getting us ready for the freighter year. We've ended on not Penny's boat, and we're about to figure out whose boat it is. Yeah, and and we've talked on here about Lost Season Four being like one of the best uh, Lost seasons. Yeah, not a not a not an opinion held by many, but it is an opinion <laughs> held by the correct. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I, I I'm excited going into this arg because uh, it, it it is leading up to a, a pretty good season of Lost. Okay. So the, the the kind of trailhead of this was that um, ABC MediaNet released a press release uh, from Oceanic Airlines uh, announcing that flights uh, on Oceanic were returning on December 31st. Okay. Uh, and it said, Oceanic Airlines announced today that their return to the airways beginning December 31st, operations and flights to nine markets will resume. Destinations include Los Angeles, California, Tustin, California, Ames, Illinois, Miami, Florida, New York, New York, Portland, Oregon, Knoxville, Tennessee, Seoul, South Korea, and Sydney, Australia. 
We are very eager to resume flying and apologize for any inconvenience our temporary closure may have caused our loyal customers, said Michael Ortig, president of Oceanic Airlines. Oceanic Airlines is proud to be a top-tier flight provider and looks forward to providing travelers with many more years of unparalleled service. About Oceanic Airlines. In business for over 25 years, Oceanic is a major airline carrier and offers the highest caliber of service for international and domestic flights. Uh, And they included a contact number... Uh, for Georgia Kavanaugh, a employee of Oceanic, uh, and it was a real phone number. Hmm. Um, and people found that they could call it, and they got a voicemail message from Georgia Kavanaugh at Oceanic saying, uh, we've had an unprecedented response to a return to service, and we'll try to get back with you shortly. Please ne- leave your name number in the time that you called. In addition, please check out our new website at flyoceanicair.com beginning December 31st. Interesting. Yeah. I do like that that list is everywhere that you would want to fly and Ames what's IA? IA and Ames, Iowa. Oh, it's Iowa. I thought it was Illinois. Yes, Iowa. Good. Um Yeah, so they those uh locations all correspond to like the hometown of lost characters. Oh, okay. I didn't piece that because so many of them are just like, yeah. I guess, yeah, Seoul, South Korea stands out. But like the rest of them are just like, yeah, okay, these are pretty standard. But okay, that makes sense. Who's uh, who's Ames, Iowa? Is that? That is Kate. Okay, Which cool. I wouldn't know if I wasn't looking at it on Lostpedia. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and then, so people were directed to this, uh, this website for oceanic um flyoceanicair.com um and they were able they were told that it opened up on the 31st so they waited till the 31st um and on the 31st the um the like official video that was on the site um because uh because before the 31st there was like just a commercial basically of, like, a bunch of stewardesses being like, Oceanic Airlines, you should fly with us. Um, Oceanic's great. We've only crashed <laughs> one plane. Yeah. Uh, what are then, the odds? <laughs> so the night of December 31st, New Year's Eve, um, the video was hacked and altered um, and flashed the uh, and flashed the URL find815.com and was also intercut with a uh, a like a video of just like a guy talking to the camera saying on the 22nd of September Oceanic flight 815 took off from Sydney bound for LA there were 324 passengers and crew aboard 6 hours after takeoff radio contact was lost with the plane family members of those on board only found out the plane was missing when they got to the arrival gate my partner Sonia was on board 815 she's a flight attendant she really loves her job in the next few hours Oceanic will announce that the search for flight 815 was to be abandoned and those on board have been declared deceased Oceanic wants to be flying again, taking you places you've never imagined. I've never imagined being taken to the place where I am right now. I want answers, and I'm sure you do too. Hmm. That's a good setup. I like... One of the neat things about Lost that I I had kind of lost sight of until I did the rewatch, I was surprised at how many unnamed background characters are just in the show for a good... Like, until the last season, I want to say... Maybe like even season six, they kind of come back. They're done with time loop stuff. And there's like a group on the beach. It's like, all right, 
we're all still kind of here as strangers, but like there is a group of us. And I, I was surprised at how long just a group of unnamed survivors was still mm-hmm. around to the point that like in season three, they were like, we're going to pick a couple of these and make them, you know, cast members now. But like, you can easily say, hey, here's a new character. They were also in 815. You haven't really heard of them on the show because they're on the beach camp. They're one of those folks that everyone, the people that goes around hugging people whenever they walk back into the beach. Yeah. They're one of them. (laughs) The the people who live on the beach. The huggers and high fivers. That's what they do. Sometimes they get a coconut. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so this this guy uh, who we will find out shortly is named Sam. Uh, is the, the partner of one of the flight attendants on, who is on, uh, flight 815, the, the plane that crashes in Lost, if you've never seen Lost. (laughs) A plane? Yeah, you know. I didn't know they did that. I mean, but, yeah. (laughs) There is, there is in fact a plane in Lost. Maybe even a couple planes. Huh, wild. Yeah. Uh, so he he hacks the oceanic site and was like, "Hey, like oceanic is gonna lie to you and like tell you that like they've declared all these people dead, but like I'm still looking for the truth." Um, and people went to findafifteen.com uh, and they found this little website that shows uh, Sam like an interactive uh, version of Sam's desk. I'll send you a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has like a little progress tracker that like shows you how many tasks you've fulfilled per like chapter of the arg um you can click on stuff on his desk and like get to sam's emails and voicemail uh there's a flight manifest that had information about like the flight a15 passengers uh and there was a camcorder with videotapes there was also uh a story so far section which became like a way for players to like kind of track their progress or like new players to jump in the middle hmm this is really neat yeah there's also so there's also a a counter uh on in the corner of the page that counted down to like the next uh release of like puzzles and and stuff for the site which would basically tell people like hey come here on this time uh yeah to get the to get the stuff um, I like the uh, the open engagement ring on the desk. Some good environmental storytelling. Yeah. This guy was going to propose, but I had to settle for a picture instead. Yeah. We're back to uh, websites about sad divorced men storytelling. <laughs> if, I, if I had a nickel for every time we did an ARG about exploring the desk of a guy sad about the loss of his loved one, I'd have two nickels. The loss of his loved one at sea, even. At sea. <laughs> uh, when will my beloved come back from those briny depths? I, I also do like the old uh, like razor flip phone on the desk, too. <laughs> it's really good. <sighs> um, so there was also on the on the site, you could find a news report uh, that was about um, that. That was the news report on uh, on Oceanic announcing uh, that flight A15 hadn't been found, um, and that they were abandoning the search, and that they had drawn uh, protests from relatives of the missing persons, including Oceanic employees, um, and that was intercut with uh, with Sam 
saying uh, Oceanic just wants to move on to forget it, but the residents with the relatives of those on board do not just move on. There are 324 passengers aboard that flight, including someone I cared much about. Her name was Sonia, and she was one of the flight attendants. We had been together for almost eight years, and I don't know what happened to her. So I don't care what it costs. I'm going to get the facts. Okay. Um, There's also a video of Sam watching himself on that news report. Uh, th- this is where, like, the, the FMVs kind of come in, uh, and it, he turns off the TV and looks sadly at his engagement ring that he never gave Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it, it shows that he has, like, this big conspiracy wall of, like, a map and, like, pictures of the different, like, Flight A15 people and Sonia, and he has, like, the numbers, um, and he has an email on his wall that says, Dear Sam, you do not know me, but I am a friend of Sonia's. I was something and saddened to hear about the recent tra- tragedy and wanted to offer my ser- sincerest condolences to you. Sonia was a lovely person who touched the heart of everyone who knew her. Please forgive me for contacting you out of the blue like this, but I recently came across an old photograph of Sonia and thought you might like to see it. Hopefully it will help you find some peace during this most difficult of times. Um, okay. and if you went to Sam's desk, uh, you could read this email and pull up Sonia's picture. Uh, and in order to, like, advance in this part of the game, uh, you had to find different messages that were hidden in this picture of Sonia. Okay. So you had to, like, click and zoom in on the picture to find text. Uh, that was hidden within the image. It was like oh, her lip says forty two. <laughs> it was like really tiny text hidden in like her eye, like her iris. Okay. Um, and so there were four pieces of text that said, uh, "Christiane one, Black Rock, Sunda Trench. Tell no one. Grave consequences." Hmm. Um, and. Once you had found those, you you just had to, like, zoom in on them and, and click on them, I think. Uh, and once you had done that, you could progress to, like, the next video, uh, which was Sam replying to the email that he had gotten. Uh, but the message came back unsent with a big, like, long line of garbage code, uh, which you could then go into his email and read. Um... And people found, the players found that this, uh, this big kind of code dump, uh, contained the URL of a server at the Maxwell group, uh, the maxwellgroup.com, um, which is a a fictional organization. I will, I will spoil for you. Um, (laughs) and it had, it also had, uh, if you hovered over the text, the maxwellgroup.com, uh, you could hear whispers in the site audio. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. You you may note that whispers are plot important and lost. People hear uh-huh. whispers. Um, and it was reversed audio of someone saying, what's your interest in the Sunda Trench? Hmm. And they found the maxwellgroup.com had uh, username and password login boxes. Um, but if you tried to log in, you got a message that said, the server is currently being serviced, is expected to be back in service by uh, 
February 1st, 2008, 8.15 UTC. I'm assuming that's February 1st and not January for and January 2nd, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> it could be a, a European date. Uh, and then you would unlock, and then they unlocked a video of uh, Sam looking at his maps and finding the Sunda Trench, uh, which is just east of Christmas Island, which is near Australia. Okay, is this, I assume, where they find the, like, the fake Flight 815 in Lost? You would be correct. Okay. Yes. Uh, it's, so the the Christiane one comes up in, I think, pretty early into the fourth season because it's the, uh, it's the boat that discovers, like, the fake oceanic wreck. Right. So, yeah, so uh, on January 1st, New Year's Day, uh, Sam got some emails that could be read. Uh, there was, uh, he had pulled up a website on the Sunda Trench, first and foremost. Uh, it was a, a fake website uh, that was just, like, on his in-game computer. Okay. Uh, that talked about uh, how the Sunda Trench was the site of a bunch of, like, aircrafts and vessels going missing uh, over the years and had, like, a mysterious reputation uh, but it was also the most geologically, one of the most geologically violent uh, spots in the world due to being a collision point for several tectonic plates. And then a bunch of like volcanic eruptions had happened there. Um, and he also had some emails. Uh, he emailed someone named Tracy R. Uh, saying, hey, Tracy, I need a favor. I'm looking for some information about a boat called Christian One. I can't say what this is for. Sorry, just that it's very important. Thanks, you're a lifesaver. Uh, and Tracy tracks it down for him and says, uh, I've tracked down the Christian One. It's a salvage vessel vessel currently docked in Jakarta. Apparently, it's due to leave on an expedition in a few days, but I couldn't find out where to. The details are confidential. What's the story? Are you looking for a new job now that you've left Oceanic? Nice work if you could tee up something for yourself in Indonesia. Uh, and then he emailed uh, a friend of his named David uh, and said, need your help. I need to get to Jakarta ASAP, but all flights have been booked out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and David said, I managed to squeeze you on a flight, but don't tell my supervisor. It'll be at the counter for collection under your name. Uh, and then gave him a booking number and the times for the flight. And then they got an extra mini game called Pack Sam's Bag. <laughs> Incredible. I, I, I need to read the Lostpedia like, summary of this game because it's very funny. Okay. Sam Thomas is heading for the Sunda Trench to look for the mysterious black rock, but squeezing all the items from his desk into his backpack proves difficult. <laughs> <laughs> this activity tested spatial logic and was accomplished by, quote, dragging and dropping, unquote, the items into a, quote, bag, unquote. <laughs> <laughs> oh. One who achieved this was rewarded with the exclusive Lost Season 4 clue word, Matthew. Mm, Matthew. Mm, Matthew. I, uh... <laughs> I like that this puzzle just gave them, like, a guy's name and was like, this is an important clue about season four. <laughs> I'm trying to 
Lost season four, Matthew. I I did just have to look him up on on a Lostpedia. Oh, that guy's name's Matthew, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I I remembered him, but I forgot his name. <laughs> uh huh. Is he, he in episodes in season four? Yeah, I think he he like first shows up in season four. Okay. He's like a guy who works for Whitmore for people. Yeah, who he's yeah yeah. No, I, I know the guy. I just... <laughs> okay. Um, so then on January 2nd, uh, once they, uh, packed Sam's bag for him, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. he got some more emails. Uh, he got one from zkillint 99 at hotmail.com. Uh, but he had tried to, uh, email, uh, which got a uh, an automated reply that said, since the dawn of our species, man's been b- blessed with curiosity. Your curiosity will be rewarded. Namaste, Zeke Clotho Freundlich. Okay. Um, and people were like, well, this is not ominous at all and probably not a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the, the since the dawn of our species line uh was apparently a quote from uh, Alvar Hanzo in one of the Hanzo videos. I won't fight okay. Lostpedia on this one. <laughs> <laughs> but all knowledge of that video has already left my mind. I believe it, though. Um, people also found that uh, if you called the uh, Oceanic Airlines uh, telephone number, you got a message that said uh, to log into your mailbox, press 81. To call an attendant, press 0. Lostpedia <laughs> says, if you don't do any of these things and just start pressing buttons, this is what you should get. <laughs> uh, and they found that there was like a whole hidden menu that let you like hit 1 to skip backward and 3 to skip forward. Um, but if you actually tried any of those commands... Uh, it would say, uh, the blank command cannot be used at this time. So, like, if you if you hit one, it would say, like, the skip backward command cannot be used at this time. Uh, if you hit 81 to log into your voicemail box, it would prompt you to enter your mailbox number and the pound key. And if you entered 815 pound, it would prompt you for a password, which the players did not yet have. Okay. Um... It, they found, uh, the players also found, uh, Sam's Facebook and MySpace pages. Uh, he had a couple of groups on Facebook. Uh, one was only open to people in Australia. Uh, and they also found, um, more information on the Sunda Trench open on his computer. Uh, it was the same web page, but it had some, like, additional photos of, like, a guy and a boat on it. Um, Every mm-hmm. time you tell me about the Sunda Trench, I feel my flight or flight, my I feel my fight or flight go off like you're setting me up for a, like, Ligma Balls joke. <laughs> I can't I can't put together where the joke is, but every time that you say it, I'm just like, where is it? What's the punchline? I can't I can't repeat this phrase back to Marner. She's gonna get me real good. Uh-huh. Uh there was also 
I wish some of these videos were available. There was also a video of Sam sleeping, but he awoke to loud noises, and when he went to investigate them, he saw it was just a tree. <laughs> he sees a quick image of his girlfriend, <laughs> oh, okay. Sonia, in the window. He then turns around and sees only her oceanic uniform hanging on the outside of the closet door. <laughs> I like them describing the world's worst horror short story in yeah. the third person. Yeah. Uh, and then there was like an interactive clue hunt in uh, in Sam's room where you could search the room with a flashlight and uh, and click on the correct objects. Uh, and all of them were objects that correspond to a season of Lost. So the first one was a drive shaft CD. Uh, the second one was a pearl necklace that was a reference to the Pearl Station. The third one uh, was a rocking chair from Jacob's cabin. And then there was a season four clue that they could get by uh, clicking uh, a lamp in in Sam's room. Ooh. And that revealed uh, the character Matthew's last name, Abaddon. Okay. That one feels like a clue. Yeah. Uh, and then um, people could enter that clue word in at findA15.com. To get a new phone number for Oceanic, uh, which originally gave the same message as the other phone number, uh, but once they called it on uh, January 3rd, it it had turned into the Flight A15 hotline. Okay. Uh, Which said, thank you for calling the Oceanic Airlines Flight 815 hotline. Information is updated as the investigation proceeds. Investigations are thorough and as such may take a period of time to complete. At this time, we do not have any additional information regarding the crashed Flight 815. If you are a family member or relative of a passenger on Flight 815, we are sorry for your loss. Detailed information is given during the daily family briefings. This briefing updates families on the progress of the investigation and allows for questions to be asked of the medical examiner examiner or coroner and other parties connected to this investigation please contact your accident coordinator or call back later for more information did any character on lost have people back on the mainland looking for them um surely they did right jack has like i guess an ex- jack has an ex-wife and a kid no okay jack doesn't have a kid he only has a kid in the flash sideways Oh, okay. Jack had so little going on in his life that they had to invent a child uh, (laughs) to give him something to do when they tried to imagine what these characters look like back without the plane crash. Um, doesn't Charlie have a brother? Yes, he has the other guy from Oasis. Um, Hurley has, like, parents, right? Uh, Hurley has parents. I guess Claire has a family who's looking for her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kate he has he, a li- mom. Because Hurley like lives with his parents when he get when they get off the island in season four. Yeah, okay. And Sun Sun and June have family. I just we never really hear about anyone off the island like giving a shit about characters on the island while they're Correct. on the island, you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> you're you're right. I I feel like some like I, I feel like we get a little bit of that once they come back, but like shockingly little. Yeah, there's not much at all. They're just like, oh, we're glad you're back from the island. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Yeah, I, I, I guess it is a little bit interesting in retrospect that, like, this whole arg is about, like, that specifically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so Sam, on his on his cell phone, on his little Razor flip phone uh, that you could click on, also had a voice message from his mom saying that she'd seen him on the news uh, and that she thought that he was going to lose his job and that she was worried about him and she wanted him to call her. Okay. And then on January 3rd, um, so m- the people in the cities that had been in the Oceanic Airlines press release, um, the the cities that were like lost characters back backstory cities um found billboards advertising oceanic airlines cool uh and photos started being posted of them uh they're they basically just like advertised uh like oceanic international flights and said like a new life awaits you in seoul and discover the mysteries of berlin um and there was one found in Australia that just said, fly to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Do lost again. <laughs> Do it, you won't. <laughs> um, Sam had an email telling him that he was fired from working at Oceanic. Um <laughs> Because he uh, he was making derogatory and unauthorized comments about Oceanic in public. Okay. Um, it also said, Your final payment will not be released until all company property has been returned and accounted for. Um, okay. He also had sent a uh, an email to a different airline called Austral Air. Uh Asking if they had any em- employment opportunities. <laughs> uh, he also replied to Oceanic and said, I refer to your previous email. I've returned all company property to Oceanic Air. If there's any other reason why my final payment should not be released immediately, please let me know. <laughs> Where's my money? This poor guy just wants his paycheck. Yeah. As as he deserves. Yeah, honestly, I can't blame him um sort of a hashtag right now oceanic airlines is over party my god so then on january 4th uh i think we're now in 2008 if this started in december 2007 that makes sense uh sam recorded and uploaded his first video diary uh which is on youtube we can watch it hell yeah one of my favorite things in the world is uh, videos that are clearly shot on a nice digital camera, yep. but they put lines over it to pretend yep. it's VHS. Um, my name is Sam Thomas, and uh, up until a few days ago, I worked for Oceanic Air. I was a IT technician. My partner, Sonia, also worked for Oceanic. She was a flight attendant. Sonia was on board flight 815 when it, uh, when it disappeared. Oceanic have recently decided to abandon the search for 815. Despite this, I won't stop looking. I, I can't. You see, I need to know what happened. 
And if I'm honest with myself, this is part of the reason why. She's a beauty, isn't she? Two months from now is going to be the eighth anniversary of the day that Sonia and I met. And my plan was to get down on one knee, which would have really embarrassed her, give this ring and ask her to marry me. And that would have made up for all the times that I could have. But I didn't. Tomorrow, I'm flying to Jakarta. I'm gonna hitch a ride aboard a salvage boat called the Christiane One, which is looking for a shipwreck somewhere in the deepest waters on the planet. And I'm doing this because I received a coded message in a photograph from a group called Maxwell. I mean, it might seem crazy, but to tell you the truth, I feel like crap. I can't sleep. I'm not gonna just sit around waiting to feel good again. I've had enough of waiting until it's too late. This is just Desmond's plotline. It really is. So, yeah. So he 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 kind of summarizes the arg up until now. Uh, he says that he was going to propose to Sonia, um, but now he's flying out to the Christiane One, uh, which is looking for a shipwreck in uh, somewhere in the water off of Jakarta, um, because he got this weird encoded photograph from the Maxwell group. Uh, do you want to hear a fun fact about this video, Andrew? Sure. Just a fun a fun little crossover fun fact? Is um, it about the thing that I'm trying to slow down the video to see again at the end? Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, tell the people, Marn. <laughs> did you what see- am I looking at? <laughs> what are did you did you slow it down enough to see it? I, I've slowed it back down and I'm rewatching it now. But I'm pretty sure I saw a Cloverfield thing. Yep. It has a still from Cloverfield in the end. <laughs> we had to go back. Because this is the same month that Cloverfield was released. Okay. So, yeah, that means that we get to take from the Cloverfield marketing budget for this video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> And the progress, the little My Progress screen on the Fine A15 website uh, updated to see to say that uh, Chapter 1 had been completed and Chapter 2 would start on January 7th. Okay. Uh, on January 5th, uh, Sam updated his Facebook status to display that he was traveling to Jakarta. <laughs> on... January 6th, uh, Sam, on his uh, laptop on the website, uh, had some emails, that, or one email specifically that he'd sent uh, to his friend Tracy, uh, saying, I tried to sort this before I left, but I couldn't find anything that made sense. This might seem a little cryptic, but I need you to find out what you can on BlackRock and how it might connect to the Christian One or its expedition. Hmm. Hmm. We, we talked about the Black Rock when we talked about the Lost Experience, I think. We but, sure did. Everyone loves talking about the Black Rock. Yeah. Uh, the Black Rock was a British trading ship uh, that was captained by Magnus Hanzo, who I think was the grandfather of Alvar Hanzo? Something like that. Great grandfather. Sorry. Um, he was fine. And uh, ran aground on the island. 
Yes, it's how Richard Alpert got his way to the island. Yeah, but Sam doesn't know any of this yet. He just knows nope. the. He just knows that he heard the phrase uh, "Blackrock," and he's asking his friend Tracy to look into it. Okay. On January seventh, um, the oceanic billboards uh, that people had found were now vandalized. Uh, someone had spray painted "Find Eight Fifteen Dot Com" across all of them. That's cool. I think that's very cool. Like that's a smart development. I like that a lot. Yeah, like buy like if you know that you have the ad budget to buy your own billboards, it is supremely cool to also then hire someone to vandalize those billboards. That's cool. I love that. <laughs> I don't have we have we done any args that did like billboard advertising? No, and and cut this episode. We're canceling this episode because now I'm going to start saving. Because this is a very cool idea. Um, <laughs> very briefly, uh, people in the crabs Discord were talking about pulling money to uh, to rent a billboard in downtown Baltimore <laughs> 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 that said like Baltimore crabs like six time championship winners. Claws <laughs> <laughs> up. Yeah. Oh man. Um yeah, more more arcs should do this. More arcs with like big studio budgets, I think, should I, should do this kind of thing. I know talking to Danger, he uh looked at a set of billboards that he knew that I passed uh-huh. on my way for, to and from work to see if he could get one changed, but he was like, No, it was way too expensive to like do it for this bit. Yeah, did and it... that was in Florence, Kentucky. So, like, who knows how much a real billboard costs? Yeah, I was gonna say, didn't Danger like have flyers put up in like people's cities or something? Like, I, I know I... he he had us put flyers out. Like, I, I I know some indie args have done that. I have like just like contacted friends that they knew in like some area where players were and been like, "Hey, hide this thing here." But uh, that's smart. That's cool. Billboard, billboards is really cool um so yeah so all of those were vandalized they were all found between uh january 7th and january 10th um the website find 815 went down <laughs> for like okay <laughs> for like four hours um uh it, it kind of went down for maintenance uh when it went back up there was a video recap uh summer once again summarizing sam's journey so far uh, and there was also a video of him aboard the boat, which exists on YouTube. <laughs> I get excited every time one of these is like actually available to watch. It can be so rare to find videos, so it's so nice to just see them. Yeah. Oh my god, he has a voiceover internal monologue. <laughs> uh, Sam, what's your budget? <laughs> Because you were complaining about not getting a uh, paycheck in the mail, so... Yeah. The, like, extreme close-ups of people's faces is really uh-huh. good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so so Sam gets aboard this boat. Uh, he's trying to convince the, the captain to let him to stay on the boat. Uh, the captain's like, no, we don't have any room for you. Uh, something breaks. Um... And Sam is like, well, I can fix it. And the captain is like, well, like my guy who's going to fix it will be here in three minutes. But if you beat him to it, uh, you'll you'll get his spot on board, basically. 
Uh, and then okay. there was a mini game to fix the chart plotter. Uh, said if Sam wants to join the Christian one, he must fix the chart plotter before Sicarno calls back. There are three sections of the chart plotter to repair. The circuit lines of each section have been scrambled. Each circuit line must connect to another line or a terminator. You can turn each circuit line by clicking on it. When all the circuit lines in a grid are correctly aligned, the grid locks. Hint, start on the smallest grid until you get the hang of it. You have three minutes to realign the sections. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the website actually timed you. Hell yeah. uh, To do this grid puzzle. It was basically like a a sliding grid puzzle, I'm pretty sure. Um, And you had to just kind of like slide the pieces around and put it in order. Uh, If you couldn't do it in three minutes, you literally got a game over video. (laughs) (laughs) It's the game over video. Just a guy going like, go home. Yeah, basically. Hell yeah. This is literally just an old like 90s adventure game. It literally is. It's so fun that they did it this way, I think. Hell yeah. <laughs> like it like it has the real world elements of like the billboards and stuff, but it is also just like an adventure game. <laughs> <laughs> um and then and then if you solved it, you got uh you got to progress in Sam's story. Uh and the other guy on the boat, this like businessman named Talbot, uh kind of asked him about his uh his interest in the Sunda Trench. Um and um, he says, uh, my employers have too much at stake to risk any su- surprises, and Sam here is a mystery. Um, and Sam's like, well, I just want to get away from it all for a while, and, like, and board a boat and, and go to sea. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing suspicious about me wanting to join this particular boat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sam's desktop on the site also changed uh, to be his room on the Christian One. Uh, his his cell phone changed to a satellite phone, uh, but he still had his laptop, his camcorder, uh, and the eight fifteen flight manifest. Uh, he had a mysterious email in his inbox uh, that had rows of numbers interspersed with occasional dashes of periods. Uh, some of the numbers were grayed out. Um, and players figured out that those numbers corresponded to, uh, coordinates. Sam would not figure this out for another 11 days. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) So then on, uh... On Jan- so on January 8th, apparently, uh, the Ames Tribune, which is a real Iowa uh, newspaper, reported uh, that the Ames Police Department was investigating the billboard vandalism. <laughs> nice. <laughs> which is like, it's so funny that I guess the, the lost people just like didn't tell anybody that this was yeah. their plan. <laughs> it's one of those things where you're just like... You're just like, you got, they have to know, right? Like, did, did no one tell them? Yeah. Like, you, you'd think that if they bought those billboards with the intent to uh, to vandalize them, maybe they would have told the, somebody? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that, like, I feel like for that kind of investigation to happen, someone has to report it. Look, I don't know enough about the law, but doesn't, like... The owner have to give a shit for the police to pretend to try 
right? Like, yeah. For a billboard vandalism to be investigated, don't I, as John Q. Billboard, have to reach out and say, like, hi, someone vandalized my billboard? At the very mm-hmm. least, you'd think that ABC would tell, like, you know, John Billboards, like, hey, we're going to do this and then we're going to, like, vandalize our own billboard. If there's any issues, we'll pay for it. But, like, this is a thing that, like, we're doing for ourselves, just so you know. Like, that, right? That has to have happened. Yeah, I was thinking that. Like, why would you rent the billboard without, like, explaining your plan Mm -hmm. to the people that you're renting it from and being like... Yeah, that feels like you'd have to. I don't know, maybe maybe someone called into the cops and said, hey, there's been a vandalism at this one. And they're just like, oh, we'll look into it. And then it came in on a police blotter and a reporter was like... We're in Ames, Iowa. We don't have much going on. Uh, let's uh, let's let's write it up. Yeah, that that would make sense to me. <laughs> if just like if if somebody called it in and, it, and they were like, "Well, we'll look into it," I guess, and then it somehow made the news <laughs> because it's Ames, Iowa. I guess <laughs> <laughs> it seems like not much else is newsworthy there. Yeah, we're gonna get a lot of angry tweets from people who live in Iowa. Uh, we're gonna get one angry tweet from the person that lives in Ames, Iowa. <laughs> oh boy! Oh man! So, um, so yeah. So on uh, on on Sam's desk, uh, his web browser uh, had updated with uh, a web page on the Black Rock. Uh, which is from shave, slaveshipsearch.com, <laughs> a fake website that they made up. <laughs> um, and it said the Black Rock was one of the three 19th century slave vessels thought to be owned by the New World sea traders. The Black Rock usually sailed from its birth in Portsmouth, Britain, to Africa, then onto the Americas or to the Pacific Ocean. By the 1880s, its operation focused on the Indian Ocean, where the presence of U.S. and British natives was not as strong. The final voyage of the Black Rock involved the ship leaving Portsmouth and traveling to the South Indian Ocean. The ship collected gold from the mines in Indonesia and Papua New Guinea, which was to be exchanged for slaves in Africa. However, instead of sailing west to Africa, the ship left Portsmouth in an easterly direction. It was never seen again. That domain's 12 bucks a year, Marn. Oh, God, we cannot own <laughs> slaveshipsearch.com. I've already exited out, don't worry. <laughs> Apparently, at, at one point, it was uh, it was owned by whoever made, like, whatever company made this ARG, I guess ABC. Um, apparently, it was, it, it was owned by them. Wow. Uh, and, it, and it showed the same page in the real world. Okay. Um, and then later in the evening, uh, Sam's uh, web browser updated with another website called Sunda Stories, uh, which had a list of notable planes and ships that were lost in the Sunda Trench. Hmm. So they're trying to set up the Sunda Trench like it's a Bohemian, tr- uh, not Bohemian Triangle, the Bermuda Triangle situation? Yeah. Um, and it, it especially noted that there have been reports of high incidents of unexplained electronics failure in the area. Okay. Um, and this and this page was hosted on findoutpedia.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam's email had also 
been updated with a uh, an email from Austral Air saying that they had no positions available for him. Uh, he'd also emailed his friend Tracy uh, saying that he made it on the Christiane 1 um, and talking about his, uh, his crewmates uh, saying that he liked the captain, who's this guy called Occam. Uh, and also talking about Talbot, who's the expedition supervisor, uh, who, um, keeps reminding everyone of his employer requ- employer's requirements. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wonder he- who the employer is. I wonder. Uh, and he says, I've heard the captain calling him Oscar behind his back, so I assume that's his first name. Um... Uh, I suppose if I knew more about this Talbot bloke, it might help. Do you see where I'm going for this? What do you think? Can you find out more about Mr. Talbot for me? Uh, He also says, how's the Black Rock research going? You're not losing your touch, are you? (laughs) (laughs) If I were Tracy, I would be very annoyed with Sam. Yeah. Huh. Oh, on January 9th, uh, we get a follow-up to the Ames Tribune story. Okay. Um, The, uh... A a member of the advertising company, who I assume either owned the billboard or bought the ad, uh, came out and said that her company had been responsible for the vandalism and had been ordered to have it spray painted as part of the show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, FindA15.com stickers were also uh, posted across uh, sidewalks in Hollywood Boulevard to direct people to the site. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Sam got a reply from Tracy uh, that said, You gave me nothing but crumbs with your BlackRock request. It could be anything. Do you know how many companies call themselves BlackRock? They're all in finance, (laughs) oil, or real estate. Then there's all the deserts, mountains, beaches, and national parks around the world called BlackRock. None of them linked to the Christian one as far as I could tell, so I guess you could say I'm making progress. It's a steakhouse, too. Check them out. God. I've only had a marginally better time with this Talbot guy. He comes from a wealthy East Coast New England family with a sketchy history in the diamond trade. Unfortunately, young Oscar's slippery nature runs the family. They're reclusive in a way only a lot of money can buy. Kind of creepy, actually. I'm not used to these sorts of dead ends. Best I can do is they arrived in New England in 1908 from the English country of... From the English county of Somerset. My advice, steer clear. Sorry I can't give you more. Don't worry, I haven't given up on BlackRock yet. I'm sure I'll get you something in the next few days. (laughs) The subject of this email was originally, you owe me big, and then changed to, watch it first, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's also a video that led to another clue hunt. Um, the video was of Sam in his quarters, once again, looking at the engagement ring, um, and he caught, uh, he turns on his radio and catches a news broadcast from 1937, uh, about Mm. the disappearance of Amelia Earhart. Okay. Uh, and there was once again a clue hunt, uh, in Sam's room, where you could click around his room and find clues uh, that were like pertained to stuff from Lost. Uh, they were a picture of a pillar of smoke, um, a picture of a hot air balloon, and also a ping pong paddle. Uh, and once players found all of those, 
they were able to get a season four clue. Um, their clue word uh, was uh, the name of the character Daniel Faraday. Okay. That's my boy. It's your boy. I love Daniel. I love Daniel Faraday. He's great. Um, and But this was also hidden behind another game, which was they had to answer trivia questions about the Blackrock. <laughs> uh, they had to listen to a voicemail uh, that Tracy sent to Sam about like all of the historical information on the Blackrock and then take a quiz on it. <laughs> which is very funny um and so the clue word was actually depending on where you were geographically you got a different clue word uh which cool. i think was true for some of these um so some people got daniel faraday and some people got 423 cheyenne walk uh which is the address in universe of penny widmore okay cool yeah um also, they got a uh, a journal page uh, that said, if found, return to Penny, and it had a UK phone number, um, which was a, a fake uh, phone number. It was okay. like a fake TV show phone number. Sure, 555. Like, yeah, like the UK equivalent of that. Okay. So then on January 10th, uh, they found that Sam had a new voicemail from his mom. Uh, saying that he hadn't called her back and that she came to his house but no one was home and that uh, she was worried that he might do something silly. Okay. <laughs> like Bad news. Yeah, like fly to Jakarta and hop on a random ship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam had also sent an email to uh, the Broadcasting Authority Asking about the Amelia Earhart broadcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Saying like, hey, I heard this weird news broadcast from 1937. Can you <laughs> help me track this down? They were like, no, it's from 1937. We're lucky we still have the warped <laughs> recording on an old vinyl. Uh, he also sent an email to Tracy saying, uh, I thought I should mention that video camera you let me is playing up. Something is interfering with the playback heads and affecting the motor drive. When's the last time you got it serviced? Um, and the broadcasting authority emailed Sam back uh, and said, we have no record in our files of the transmission you received. Additionally, we have no record of any scheduled news reports or documentaries broadcast on the subject in recent months in the area of this authority. However, we do know that amateur radio enthusiasts broadcast a wide range of material, some of which includes historical recordings. This is the most likely explanation for what you overheard. <laughs> um... Tracy emailed Sam back about the camera and said, the camera was working when I last used it. It better be okay when I get it back. <laughs> Do we have to play a fixing the camera minigame? Perhaps we will. <laughs> uh, Tracy also emailed Sam all of the information uh, that had been on like that, that voicemail puzzle quiz thing about the Black Rock, uh, including okay. its connection to the Hanzo family. Hmm. Yeah. Um It's beginning to look a lot like Hanzo. <laughs> also saying that uh the East Ocean Trade Group, uh, which bought New World Sea Traders, 
uh, which was the the company that owned the Black Rock ship, uh, had okay. been taken over by the Hanzo Group. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sam's web browser also had a new page about Amelia Earhart <laughs> on findoutpedia.org. <laughs> I wonder what their lost theories are. God. Uh, on Excited Janu- to launch. Hold on, I got, a, I got a better joke. I got a better joke. Marn, you ready? Uh-huh, I'm ready. I'm going to launch Fuck Aroundopedia. <laughs> Definitely, right. uh, definitely check if that uh, if that URL's open, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> that could be our new redirect. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So then on the findoutopedia.com, twelve bucks a year. Oh my god. <laughs> So then on the 11th... Fuckaroundopedia.info. Oh, no. Oh, no. We can't keep buying URLs. <laughs> Someone who's good at the economy, please help me with this. My family is dying. My podcast is dying. Oh, man. All of our Patreon money just goes straight towards us paying for <laughs> It's just... Funding my crippling domain <laughs> habit. God. So then on uh, so then on January eleventh, Sam recorded a video diary uh saying, I think I've made a big mistake. You think? <laughs> oh man. Um he talked about the Sutta Trench and said, Yeah, like we're going to look for the Black Rock. And I don't, I don't know if this actually has anything to do with Flight 815, and I'm starting to wonder what I'm doing here. <laughs> uh, he also says that he got another email from the Maxwell Group that is incomprehensible numbers uh, that he can't make sense of. Okay. Um, the video was also a little bit distorted. Uh, it had a... Um, a like single frame image from uh, the Oceanic ad, uh, and it also had a frame of text that said "Shipwreck, Salvage, and Black Rock." Okay. Uh, Sam says in this video that he thinks that he uh, is going to get off the boat at the next port, and the progress tab on the website uh, then said that chapter two was complete. Cool. Yeah. The plot thickens. The plot thickens indeed. Um, and then on the 13th, uh, Sam posted a Facebook status uh, saying that the internet aboard the Christiane was unstable. Uh, he also posted a blog on MySpace uh, said, I think I've come on a wild goose chase, but I'm stuck here for now. I'll stay alert just in case, and it'd be great if you do the same. Between us, we might solve this mystery. What a wild time, that two-week period where both Facebook and MySpace were cool. God, yeah. <laughs> um, people also found that if you set your computer's clock into the future, uh, you could find an early post on uh, find815.com that wasn't supposed to come out till the 14th. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was like a, a an extra like story so far 
post that said Sam's desire to leave the Christiane at the next port comes across an unexpected obstacle, leaving him curious about the identity of Talbot's employers. Ooh. Ooh, indeed. Um, there was also a, uh, so on the actual 14th, uh, a recap, um, was, a recap video was posted on the site, um, (laughs) that ended with Sam saying, I think I've made a huge mistake. (laughs) I love Uh, rest of development. Same. Uh, there was also a video posted, a new video posted of Sam stuck aboard the Christiane, um oh this video also exists i think it's just a bunch of guys talking on a boat though um he tries to convince uh akam the captain to let him off uh, at christmas island um and akam's like no we're gonna miss christmas island by 150 miles um because like the company talbot works for is paying me to like scan within a really specific grid and if we step outside of that grid they'll know immediately um but and like i only get paid once we actually find the black rock so uh you're stuck buddy (laughs) okay um and he says that he doesn't know where talbot uh gets his money from uh anonymity is not uncommon in marine salvage it allows investors to plunder heritage sites without spoiling anyone's reputation (laughs) fair enough fair enough i guess uh, and then Sam breaks into Talbot's room. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and the players could do a little mini game uh, where they had to uh, click on different things around the cabin. Uh, they were given the instructions. Sam wants to find out the identity of Talbot's employers. He only has a few minutes to search the cabin before Talbot returns. Explore the cabin by clicking on any items you might think help reveal who he works for. You have five minutes to uncover Talbot's secret. Hint, some items will need to be used with others, so examine the room carefully. This really is just an adventure game. (laughs) Yeah. This is just, this is, uh, this is just the, uh, the, the nonary games. Yeah. Um, and if you, uh, if you lost, if you, like, ran out the clock, uh, you got a video of Talbot discovering Sam and saying, what the hell are you doing here? (laughs) I'm looking at this Wikipedia page right now. Mm-hmm. I think this is the day that I accessed the website. Oh, good. Because I vaguely, I feel like I remember hearing that there was a lost thing, signing on, and then finding a point-and-click adventure game in a boat. I think this might have been the one. Oh, delightful. I don't really have, like, a story story to it. I just... This looks familiar to me. I'm reading, like, the instructions of what they had to do, and this is so funny. Like, how did they... I I have to assume this took a lot of trial and error to do in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, you're getting it on your, like, your fifth run, where you're just like, break, and you just immediately, like... <laughs> So then Sam flipped on a light switch while also reaching under a pillow to grab a charger at the same time. He flipped it at the wall with precision speed so that it went in perfectly as he clicked the pen. Like, yeah, speed running uh, this life. 
Yeah, so the, the little walkthrough on Lastpedia says, Turn on the light by clicking the light switch on the far left wall. Open the right side cabinet over the desk and take the phone charger. Take the key from under the pillow on the bed to the left and use it in the second desk drawer. Remove phone and wallet. Take key from wallet. Use second key to open footlocker. Inside is a briefcase. Plug the phone charger into the outlet on the desk and the phone into the charger. The following numbers are listed. And then it's a list of like... 20 people's phone numbers <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and you had to look at the briefcase to see that the initials on it were AMM and then match that to the name A. Mullins in the list of phone numbers and then use the last six digits of that phone number uh, as the combination lock for the briefcase. Wild. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and if you did it right, uh, you got a little win video saying, uh, showing that Sam uh, discovers a research brief from the Maxwell Group inside the briefcase uh, that was titled Proposed Salvage of the Black Rock Shipwreck. Uh, and it also showed that the Maxwell Group is a division of Widmore Industries. Hmm. Yeah, we know those guys. Widmore's behind it all? I know, it's shocking. What? Widmore? <laughs> Uh, for, I remember when he was interesting. <laughs> yeah, for people who haven't seen Lost, uh, Widmore is like the big company that is like secretly behind basically every other corporation in yeah. Lost, except mm-hmm. for the Hanzo Foundation, I think. <laughs> basically. Yeah. He's behind all the companies except for the one. He didn't do the Dharma Initiative. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he is also he is like looking for the island basically mm-hmm. um and so yeah so they they own the maxwell group uh there's also a little clip of uh of talbot sees sam leaving his room uh and asks what he was doing in there and sam's just like oh you left your drawer open i was closing it for you <laughs> yeah i i feel like i remember seeing that video I watched uh-huh. the, like, If You Lose video, and the guy's like, what are you doing in here? Uh-huh. And I feel like I've seen that before. Probably five times before I was like, this game's dumb. Yeah. I thought they said there was a lost video game. <laughs> um, so on, on the 15th, uh, there, Sam had a new email from an unknown sender. Uh, it was a big string of letters uh, that had seven letters that were off, uh, that were, they were in a smaller font than the rest. Um, and those letters were A-A-B-B-C-F-C. Uh, and when converted to numbers, uh, those numbers were 11, 22, 36. Uh, when they were combined as a longitude with the latitude clue, uh, that players had gotten or that players would get later uh, the next day uh, they com- they became a full coordinate okay. uh, Sam also got a email from Sonia's parents uh, asking if he would be interested in coming and staying with them sometime uh, especially during his and Sonia's anniversary uh, they said, you are like a son to us, and we'd like to offer you any support you think you'll need. It can help to face these things as a family. Okay. Yeah, that's nice of them. Hey, Sam. Heard you're uh, fucking around on a boat. You doing okay? <laughs> yeah. We have a guest room if you need it. 
<laughs> uh, he emailed them back and said, thank you for your kind offer, but I'm afraid I'm out of the country at the moment and I'll have to decline for now. <laughs> you have both been in my thoughts, but please don't worry. I'm taking some time out and so- sorting things through. <laughs> I'm not sure that's what you're doing, buddy. Yeah, I'm I'm having a real go at it, he sent from behind or from deep below depths. Uh, he also sent an email to Tracy that said, Tracy, I'm going to be out here longer than I thought, and Mom is starting to worry. I've tried to call her, but the reception out here is dodgy, and I'm pretty sure she isn't, still hasn't worked out how to use that answering machine I got her. She's starting to stress herself out. She never used to be this much of a worrier. I was wondering if you could call her for me and let her know I'm fine. I also just found out I probably won't be able to get home for Christmas. Break it to her gently, will you? I'll call her myself as soon as I can. In 2008, your mom hasn't figured out the answering machine? In 2008? I can't believe Sam is like, Tracy, will you call my mom for me? (laughs) (laughs) Tracy is like... Some guys will literally hop on a boat to go try and find the Sam Bermuda's trench instead of going (laughs) to therapy. therapy. (laughs) Oh my god. Tracy is the real hero of this arc for not, like, murdering Sam. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Uh, So then on the 16th, uh, Sam, there is a video of Sam hearing weird noises coming from the bridge of the ship. Uh, He finds that all, like, the navigational computers are going crazy. Uh, And then he, he decides to press a button which like a random button that sounds that is apparently determined by the player just clicking one of the computers huh <laughs> and then they just stop <laughs> um but there was also another clue hunt uh on the bridge our players once again had to find um items that kind of pertained to different uh different lost characters and episodes uh they found one of the little like virgin mary statues from season one uh they found a uh a stopwatch that said 108 on it um and then they also found a model submarine uh and once they found all of those uh, they unlocked a puzzle that would give them uh, another clue to season four. Uh, and this was a puzzle called Talbot Search. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they had to plot a course through a, a bunch of different points in the ocean uh, by taking every delineated path exactly once. Okay, I've seen the ad for this game on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they had to uh complete three of those search grids uh after which they got depending on your region uh you would get uh either a screen cap of a tunisian newspaper uh about uh oceanic holding to its decision to give up the search for flight 815 uh the name of the season 4 character charlotte lewis or the coordinates 36, 15, 28. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and people found that when they used those coordinates with the ones that they'd gotten the previous day, uh, they got a location that was offshore of Tunisia. 
Hmm, that's where what's his name was going in the other one. Yeah. I wonder what could be there. <laughs> um, and where I think that we will leave off for next time, uh, is that on January seventh, Sam sends an email to Tracy. And says, Tracy, wanted to get your opinion on something. I saw a strange thing tonight when I visited the bridge. All the instrument panels were flickering, and it looked like it was a meltdown. Every instrument seemed to be malfunctioning. Then all of a sudden, it just stopped, and everything went back to normal. Freaky, huh? What do you think could have caused it? Hmm. I like that he leaves out the part where he just, like, pressed a random button, and that was why it stopped. (laughs) (laughs) Um... (laughs) And Tracy replies uh, by saying, yeah, that's not uncommon. It was probably lightning or just like a temporary failure or maybe electromagnetic energy. Uh, And then saying, hey, you should take a vacation and sends him to a website called ballyholidayfun.com. Okay. uh, Which was, in fact, a image with... Just a static image uh, hosted on the find815.com server <laughs> uh, about Bali uh, vacation packages. Uh, but it did have a Gmail address. And if you emailed, you got a auto reply that was another like kind of garbage text dump. But hidden in that garbage text dump was nine sections of a web address. Um, that you can put together to reveal the address findafifteen.com slash steg slash stegosaurus.png. Okay. Uh, which contained a picture of a life-size replica of a stegosaurus. Hell yeah. The good shit. <laughs> and people found that Sam's voicemail had a message from uh, Oceanic Airlines uh, saying that his loyalty flyer points had been revoked. <laughs> uh, and it was found that the uh, the auto reply, uh, the like name of the email address that was the auto reply, decoded into uh, the name Samuel Morse, uh, and they found the players found that there was Morse code hidden inside the voice message. Um, and decoded, it mm. said open stego, uh, which they realized they needed to open the stegosaurus picture in steganography software to decode okay. it. Uh, and once they did that, they got a pop up asking for a password. Okay. So I think that that is where we're going to leave it for next time. Cool. I am very excited to find out what is going to be inside of this stegosaurus steg stegosaurus stenographic image (laughs) i i like this is this is my jam i love this kind of puzzle stuff where you find out that a picture is actually secretly has something hidden inside of it and you need a password to find it i love i love this shit so i'm very excited to see where this goes i hope there's more of this in the future uh and i'm excited to keep up with lost stuff as we go forward yeah, I this is like really interesting to kind of compare to the lost experience, especially because it, it seems less uh product placement y. Yeah, we're not running into like they didn't charter, you know, 
Pepsi to rent out a boat to take us to the ocean so that we can use the the Jeep Wayfinder in order to get to the place we're going. Yeah, it 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 seems like they spent less money on this and kind of kept it more in house, which I I kind of like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. I'm I'm liking it. Yeah. It's the video clues are weird because they feel like they are written for Lost, but not shot for Lost. Yeah, it is weird. Uh, like the the way that people talk feels like the way that they write scripts to an episode of Lost, but like it's all filmed on handhelds with really close zoom ins and stuff like that. It's very surreal. Mm-hmm. It's great. I love it. I think that more uh, web series should do this where it's like you get a two minute video and then you have to like solve a puzzle and then you get like the good outcome or the bad outcome. Uh huh. More people like- should, should do ARGs like this, is my takeaway. <laughs> I like an ARG that can have the same energy as, uh, have you seen the, someone did a clip of, um, the video game heavy rain, but if you fail every, uh, yep. Every, uh, quick time event. Yeah. So it's like you succeed, but your character just like stumbles through everything. That's how I feel doing one of these games where you're just like, I made it in three minutes, but it was not pretty. Yeah. More args that look like Night Trap, the video game. <laughs> uh, well, hell yeah. We'll pick up with uh, more uh, Lost colon Night Trap uh, as we get into uh, our next episode. But in the meantime, uh, do you have any recommendations for me this week? I do. Uh, have you heard about the new tactic I've been using to make myself log off? Uh, I think I have, but for the <laughs> listeners, what, what, what have you been playing, Marn? I have been, uh, replaying Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door from the beginning. That game rules. It fucking rules. It's such a good game. So, I actually, so I've been playing it on an emulator because I actually have the GameCube version, like, sitting in my apartment, um, but my Wii that I have in the apartment is broken, um, and my GameCube is all the way at my parents' place. <laughs> so I was just like, fuck it, I'll play it on an emulator. Um, okay, so you're taking I, the Admiral Bobbery approach. Yeah. I, uh, I, I've been imposing a rule on myself that um, I have to do every enemy encounter at least, like, at least twice before I start running away from, from the enemies in, like, the overworld. Okay. Um, so I'm not quite 100%ing it, but... I am actually going through and doing the fights as opposed to like when I played it in middle school, I kind of avoided a lot of them. Um, <laughs> but I really, I really like the, I, I really like Paper Mario. This is, this for my money is probably one of the best Mario RPGs, if not the best. Like it, it truly does not get any better than Paper Mario the Thousand Year Tour. <laughs> I I I think that the original Paper Mario is the game that I put the most time into on the N64. I need to, yeah, my my plan is I think I'm going to replay that when I'm done with Thousand Year Door cuz I play I played the original even less than I played Thousand Year Door. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, uh the original Paper Mario games are really good. Yeah, I was, the <laughs> Go ahead. I was kind of like 
I I came into it with a little bit of trepidation because I was like, surely like I like there's a nostalgia filter on this game, and like it can't be as good as like people remember it being. And I'm like 15 hours into it, and it really is that good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, a big chunk of my like what I look for in a video game is informed by the paper Mario games. And it is a shame that like the newer games have not lived up to the lofty expectations I have based on the first two. Yeah. I, um, I also owned the strategy guide for, uh, for thousand year door, uh, as a, as a child. And I read it like cover to cover so many times that it legitimately fell apart. <laughs> yeah. I, I got my, so when, my sister was turning like seven or something. I got her Paper Mario and um, the the Prima guide for it. Mm-hmm. And we devoured them both. And I, it feels really weird to, in hindsight, it feels weird to be like, here's your gift. It's a game. And then here's the cheats for the game. Like, here's how to beat everything. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. It was a, di- a different age back then. It just made sense for some reason to get it for her. Yeah, and it's wild because I, like, read it so many times that I still, like, remember a significant amount of the game (laughs) (laughs) just through, like, reading what I was supposed to do. (laughs) Shit, I want to go back and replay the original one now. Ugh. Uh, it's it's really good. Once I once I finish Thousand Year Door, I'm gonna go back and replay the original. But I'm I'm playing it at like a a pace of like one chapter per night, which is why I'm like halfway through. I think. Hell yeah, that's a good um, pace. That's a good a good log off activity. Yeah, I'm I'm making myself get off social media more by just playing Paper Mario for like four hours a night. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Um. I don't really have a uh, recommendation recommendation per se. So I'm going to cheat a little bit uh, because the thing that's been taking up my time a lot recently has been trying to configure a uh, Raspberry Pi to turn it into a device (laughs) that fills a bucket every time someone makes a donation in Twitch chat um, so that that bucket of water dumps on Riley's head. a lot of my time has been taken up by me trying to turn this device into a workable machine. And I think that I can do it as long as it doesn't overheat or get wet in the July heat. So I'm, I'm so excited. You can find out how all that works by tuning in uh, to a stream that we are titling Andrew Puts Riley Into a Dunk Tank. Which is a stream in which I'm putting Riley into a dunk tank. Uh, We've designed a dunk tank that will pour water on Riley as a bucket fills up as they're trying to tell me about things. Um, And we're doing it to raise money for Moonshot just as a a whole. Uh, Help us out with um, moving forward on some bigger projects than what we're able to do with just the regular Patreon subscription. We'd like to see if we can't get some bigger one-off things. but yeah, we're doing this big stream. I've been prepping for it for a while. I've got some ideas. I think that I, I ordered a slingshot to fire uh, water balloons at Riley every time oh that we God. get a someone subscribes to Patreon or we get a Twitch sub. Oh my God, um, I'm so excited, Andrew. <laughs> I'm going to be using that 
if it causes bludgeoning damage for me to do that, <laughs> depending on how close we're sitting to each other, I will swap to just throwing a water balloon at Riley every time that someone uh, joins us. But yeah, that's going to be the plan for the weekend. God, I'm so excited. Yeah, if you're listening to this, uh, that is going to be in two days from when this episode comes out. <laughs> yes, this Saturday. Or that, yeah, this Saturday from listening, yes. Yeah. I just gave myself a heart attack. Okay. <laughs> no, this this Saturday is Pokemon. Yes. Uh, if, you're, if you're listening <laughs> to this in the future, uh, also go check out the VOD of the Pokemon Champion, the Pokemon Showdown Showdown 2 that Jay and I are running uh, the 8th through the 10th, and also time to drop to Wedding Boogaloo, which is going to be on the 13th, I think. <laughs> My my recommendation this week is the Moonshot Network Twitch channel. Yeah. Check us out. We got a lot of cool shit. Yeah. I play and- Sekiro with Riley. We're about to play Digimon Survive once that comes out. We're both oh, praying shit. it'll be a good tactics game. We're both doubting it, but we're praying. <laughs> um, Jay is also doing a valiant effort of getting all of our vods onto youtube so yes if you are a person who prefers watching vods on youtube you can get them there and also shout out to jay for doing a really good job with that yeah hell yeah recommendation this week is our good friend jay who you heard last week yeah hell yeah well on that note uh i think that's gonna do it for us so if you want to find us online, you can do so. We're on Twitter at Argonauts Pod. Otherwise, you can find us individually. I am at co-host Sherms. I am at Corp Survivors. And if you want to support the show, you can do so by going to our Patreon. That's P-U-H-T-R-A-Y-I-N dot com. Uh, or you can just go to Patreon and search for the Argonauts Podcast. Um, otherwise, if you want to support Moonshot as a whole, we've got our Patreon stuff. Uh, if you support Moonshot, you get access to all of our uh, patron-exclusive shows. We've got a thing from Wheels called Total Depravity, which is about um, religious studies. We've got uh, a movie podcast that we've been starting to do where we're catching up with old movies that none of us have seen before. Um, we've got The Moon Reports, which is a interview show that uh, Riley's putting together. Um, all sorts of stuff with cool, you know, the cool creators you like from Moonshot that you can find over on the uh, the Moonshot Patreon. So yeah, uh, give us a like. Doing so helps us get more shows on the network, uh, f- get new art and pay for stuff for shows on the network. Uh helps raise a budget to do more bigger stuff in the future so yeah we're excited to see where that can grow yeah um also if you're a three dollar patron um you will get all of our 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 mini series and like limited run stuff that we put out you will get like the whole shebang all at once uh you don't have to wait and i'm I'm saying that because we might be posting something soon for three dollar patrons uh in the next couple months wink wink Ooh, yeah we've got some uh i know that there are a couple things coming down the pipe uh so i'm excited to get those up i don't want to speak too early on them but (laughs) i'm I'm excited to see where those come yeah and of course five dollars gets you access to our minecraft server so what more could you want exactly well hell yeah uh, I think that's going to do it for us, folks. So until next time, that's ARGS, baby. Mm-hmm.